Today I want to start a little two-part series on Thanksgiving called Be So Very Thankful. Being so very thankful. And as we start today, I want to talk with you about some things that you can be thankful for even when times are bad. I want to talk with you about some things you can be thankful for even when your bad times just won't end. I know some of your stories. Some of you are dealing with some really tough issues in your life. And so maybe you might be here this morning and saying, how in the world can I ever go into Thanksgiving and how can I ever really give thanks to God when I've got so much bad stuff going on in my life? I just kind of wish that Thanksgiving Day wasn't even coming. You know, Thanksgiving is not an easy time for lots of people. Lots of people really struggle with this time of lifting up thanks to God. Because when you're, when you're in pain, and maybe you've been in pain for a really long time, it's tough enough to just even say, do I have some stuff going right in my life? Do I have some blessings that I can actually count? Let alone lifting up thanks to God for your blessings. You see, it's tough to give thanks on Thanksgiving Day when the doctor just told you it's cancer. It's tough to, to lift up thanks on Thanksgiving when the doctor says your cancer's back. It's tough to lift up thanksgiving to God when a spouse says, I don't think I love you anymore. It's tough to lift up thanks when you keep going to job and interview after job interview, but you keep getting turned down. It's tough to lift up thanks when your child is making one bad decision after another. And yet the Bible tells us to give thanks even when we're enduring some really bad times. Take a look at our key scripture this morning. The Bible says this, give thanks, and look at this, in all circumstances. Everybody say in all with me. Are you ready? In all. Whoa. <laughs> give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So that means that part of God's will for your life is for you to give thanks, not for all of the bad stuff that comes into your life, but while you're in the midst of all that really bad stuff, you keep looking up, you keep lifting up thanks to God in spite of all the bad stuff that's in your life. You don't have to be thankful for it. God doesn't expect you to be thankful for every bad thing that comes into your life. God doesn't expect you to be thankful for somebody who got sick. He doesn't expect you to be thankful for somebody that was just raped, somebody that was just abducted, somebody who got murdered. Those things are a part of our fallen world, part of what Satan has brought into this world, and God hates those things. Those are some of the things that ought to make you angry, and you don't have to be thankful for those kinds of things. But the Bible says, even if you find yourself in some really bad times, like some of those things, there are still some things that you can be thankful for, that you can lift up thanks to God for. So what are some of the things that you could thank God for even when times are bad? Write this first one down. Be so very thankful for the grace that he has shown to you. 
the grace that he's shown to you over and over again for all the times that God has given you what you've needed instead of what you really deserved. Amen? Amen. Wow. We've all been there. For all of those times that God gave you grace and mercy and forgiveness instead of what you deserved. That's called grace. And God has given you and me grace time and time again, even when we deserve the opposite. So be so very thankful for all of the blessings that God has given you, for all of the things that God has given you in life, for all of the dreams that that God has caused to come true in your life, for all of the times that God has provided for you, flowing out of his heart of grace and mercy, God continuously has sent you and me gifts of grace. And the Bible says this, you have been saved by grace through believing. You did not save yourselves, it was a gift of God. That means you can't save yourself from the punishment that you deserve for your sins. Just can't. You can't, I can't. That means you can't save yourself from spending eternity in hell, which is the place of punishment for all sins. So your salvation, my salvation, is a flat-out gift from God. Amen? Amen? It's a gift of grace from God. Because God decided to give you grace instead of what you deserved. The result is your salvation. The result is your salvation from the wages you earned by living in sin. The result is your salvation from eternal separation from God and eternity in hell. The result is your salvation and being the recipient of his gift of eternal life with him in heaven. Even in bad times, we can be so very thankful for God's gift of grace. The Bible says this. The psalmist writes this. I will not forget the glorious things God does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals me. He ransoms me from hell. He surrounds me with love. He fills my life with good things. He is merciful and tender toward those who don't deserve it. He is slow to get angry. He never bears a grudge. He has not punished us as we deserve for our sins. Folks, be so very thankful. Even in the midst of the bad stuff that's going on in your life, be so very thankful for the grace that he's shown to you. Amen? He's a God of grace and mercy. Second, write this down. Be so very thankful for the plans that he has for you. When God was knitting you together in your mother's wombs, or womb, not not plural, amen? (laughs) He was thinking about all the good plans that he had in store for you. He was equipping you with all of the, the gifts and talents and things that you would need to carry out those good plans that he had for you. Now, we all know that this life is not always good. We all know that things happen that hinder our plans and God's plans for us. We know that life is not all sunshine and lollipops. We know that life is not all roses and rainbows. We know that it's not all My Little Pony and Hello Kitty. Amen? I've got grandkids that like that stuff. But even though life is not always good... God is always good, amen? Amen. 
God is always good. And God always has a plan for your life that's always good. Take a look at this. This is God speaking. He says, I have good plans for you, says the Lord. I don't plan to hurt you. I plan to give you hope and a good future. God has good plans for us. Some people believe they worship a God who has hurtful plans for them. They worship a God who causes all of their suffering, like God did this to me. God let this happen to me. But I'm telling you, I worship a God who fills me with peace in the midst of all my suffering. I worship a God who carries me through all of my suffering. I worship a God who sustains me as I am suffering. I worship a God who is with me in all of my suffering. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. That's who our God is. Now, Satan and his his forces that work in this world, they've got bad, he's got bad plans for you and me. But God has only good plans for you and me. And if I have to endure some of the bad stuff that this world throws at me, that's okay. Because I know that my God is with me and working in me and working for my good in this life. The Bible says this. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Folks, that is so true. So that means that no matter what bad things come into my life, if I give those things to him, somehow he's going to bring some kind of good out of them. Whatever Satan in this world throws at me, God is going to take that and he's going to bring something good out of that. Think about this. God has the power to turn a crucifixion into a resurrection. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like you're being crucified. There's some stuff going into your life that just has you nailed to the cross. You feel like you're going down for the count, that you're dead, you're done, you're gone. But our God, has the power to turn a crucifixion into a resurrection. Amen? Amen. Our God is able to raise us back up. You may feel dead, down, and done, but God has the power to bring you back to life. And he says, I have a life for you that's called life abundant. And then like he did with Jesus, he will use your pain that you went through, the suffering that you went through after he raises you back up to even bless others. God has good plans for you. So be very thankful for the plans that he has for you. They are good. They are not not bad. Third, write this down. Be so very thankful for the promises that God has made to you. I think one of the greatest promises that he's made to you and me is simply this, where he says, there's never a moment when I'm not with you. God tells us in Hebrews chapter 13, I will never leave you. Everybody say never with me. Here you go. Never. (laughs) Let that sink into your heart this morning. God says, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. What a comfort that is when you're in bad times. Amen? Amen. He says, I'm with you. It's so comforting to know there's not a moment in your life when God is not with you. There's not a, a situation that you are in When God is not with you, there's not a place that you can go where God is not with you. And some of you, that may scare you if you're going to the wrong places. But God is with you. 
God never leaves you. That's his promise to you. In fact, God says this, and I love this scripture, Isaiah. When you go through the deep waters, listen to God now, I will be with you. When you pass through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned up. It will not consume you. Some of you are going through deep waters right now, but God promises you will not drown. You are my child. I am with you. You will not go down. Some of you are going and living in fiery situations right now. But God is promising right here, you will not be burned up. This, this thing that you're in, it will not consume you. So the Bible says this, so in those times, do not be anxious or worried about anything. Instead, pray. Pray about everything, always making your request to God with thanksgiving. Folks, God has made some great promises to you. So in those bad times, come to him, trust him to keep his promises. Lift your knees to him with thanksgiving, knowing that he, God, is right there with you, and he will help you. So be so very thankful for the promises that he has made to you. Next, write this down. And then be so very thankful for the changes that he is making in you. How many of you love change? Anybody just love change? <laughs> A couple of you. <laughs> Not many of us love changes. Sometimes we fight the things that God wants to do in our lives. But be so very thankful that he loves you so much that he's trying to change you for the better. So here's the good news. No matter what bad times you go through, God will use those to change you for the better. The truth is this. He is not just with you. He is living in you, and there inside of you, he is working on you to make changes within you, to make you more and more like him. Amen? Amen. Our God is not a silent God. Our God is not a distant God. He's here. He's in our spirit. He's working in us, and he's working on us to make us like himself. So the bottom line is this. While circumstances may be working against you, While other people might be working against you, God is working in you and God is working for you. The Bible says this, for God is working in you, giving you even the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. You might be fighting some addiction. You might be fighting some difficulty in your life, but God has the power to help you overcome. The Bible says this, as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him. Maybe this morning you're willing to say, I'm not all that I should be as a a disciple of Jesus Christ, but God is at work inside of me, and God is changing me. So folks, no matter what bad things you're dealing with, no matter how weak and powerless you feel to keep on keeping on, no matter how powerless you feel to change and become more and more like him. When you are weak, that's when God's power kicks in. Amen? That's when his power kicks in and makes all the difference in your life. He will give you all the power you need to change whatever you need to become more like him and to please him, your holy God. The Bible says it this way. My grace is all you need 
When you are weak, my power is made perfect in you. And sometimes we breeze right past that sentence. But look at this. My power is made perfect in you. In other words, my power in you is not lacking. It's not almost enough to help you in your situation, but not quite enough. No, he says, my power is perfect in you. And so Paul says, I'm happy to brag about my weaknesses. Then Christ's power, his perfect power can live in me. He has a power for you. And your powerful God is not finished with you. His power is at work in you, changing you for the better. His power is perfecting you and making you ready to live with him for all eternity. So be very, very thankful for the changes that God is making in you. Work with him, amen? (laughs) Don't work against him, work with him. As he speaks to you and gives you little phrases and you hear words here and you you hear somebody preaching on the radio and, and God brings a verse to mind, those aren't accidents, folks. That's God's spirit speaking to you about the things he wants to do in you. Work with him, not against him. And then last this morning, I love to share this point. Be so very thankful then for the home that he's made for you. And notice that I use the word made there, a word that's past tense. Be so very thankful for the home he has made for you. I'm talking about your real home, your eternal home, that home that's waiting for you in heaven. You've got a current home. I've got a current home on this earth, and it's just our temporary home. But you've got an eternal home that Jesus has already made for you. It's done, designed, finished, decorated, constructed, done in heaven for you. Amen? He's already made it for you. Jesus said to his disciples, I am going there, meaning to heaven, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also can be where I am. And then one day to all of us, the king is going to say this. Look at this. Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. Take a hold of your home, this kingdom that I've prepared for you since the creation of the world. Your home is already made for you. It's waiting for you. And your new home is going to be beyond your greatest dreams. In fact, God says in the scripture, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, all that God has prepared for you that love him. Eye hasn't seen it, ear hasn't heard it, but he's done it already for you. Look at what the Bible says. First Peter, God has reserved for his children The priceless gift of eternal life, it is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. That means our homes won't have any termites. No dead rot in our patio covers. No. Beyond the reach of change and decay. And his mighty power will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting in him. So be truly glad. Be truly thankful. Folks, your home is finished. It is waiting on you. It is reserved just for you. Somebody's not going to slip in and take your home just before you. It's your home. It's done. It's there. It's yours. It'll be inhabited by you because God will make sure that you get there. 
Your home, your eternal life is God's gift to you, his child. And all of God's people said, amen. We worry about retirement all the time, don't we? What are we going to do? Where are we going to live? Folks, we got it better than we really understand. God has your home waiting for you. Now, is everybody going to go to heaven? No. If God let unrepentant murderers and molesters and rapists, genocidal dictators into heaven, it would be no better than earth. The Bible says only God's children are going to be in heaven. That means only those who are born into his family will be in heaven. Now, everybody is created by God. Everybody is loved by God. Everybody is desired by God to be in heaven. That's God's plan for every person he creates. But you don't get to become a child of God until you choose to humble yourself and ask Jesus Christ into your life, and you therefore, through Jesus, join his family. But when you do that, you do become his child. And he does prepare a home for you. And when you know that you have something far greater waiting for you beyond this place, no matter what kind of bad times hit you in this place, no matter how long those bad times last in this place, you can keep on going. And you can even give thanks to God because you know what's waiting for you. Amen? Amen. You know what God has waiting for you. Greater joy than you can imagine. Joy that will never, never end. The Bible says it this way. We often suffer. Yes, we do. Bad times are real. But we're never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do, we never give up. In times of trouble, God is with us. And when we are knocked down, we get up again. We know that God raised the Lord back to life. And just as he raised Jesus, he will also raise us back to life. And he will bring us into his presence together. So, we don't focus on the troubles we see right now. Instead, we look forward to what we don't yet see. For the troubles we see now are temporary, but the joys to come, our eternal home to come, will last forever. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. So if you have not yet chosen to join God's family this morning, today is your day. Today, you need to believe that Jesus died to pay for your sins and that he rose again to go prepare for you a place in heaven, a home to live for all eternity. You need to ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive your sins. You need to trust Jesus to make that eternal home in heaven for you. You see, when you know that you're right with God, when you know that you have a home with God after you die, when the bad times of earth hit you, you can still be so very thankful. Because you know there's more. Amen? You know that God has your back. You know what God has waiting for you. That this isn't all that there is. And you can be thankful for that. 
Folks, you can still be so very thankful for the grace that he's shown to you, for the plans that he has for you, for the promises that he has made to you, for the changes that he's making in you, and for the home that he's already made for you. Amen? You can be thankful this Thanksgiving no matter what's going on in your life. Would you bow your heads and let's give thanks to God. Father, we are so thankful for all of these blessings and things that you have given to us and you constantly give to us day by day by day. Forgive us for being so ultra-focused on the things that we don't have and the things that aren't going right. Forgive us for that and help us to place our, our hearts and our minds and our focus on you, our great and awesome God, who never leaves us, never abandons us. And if you're here this morning and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your life, would you repeat this prayer in your heart after me and become a part of God's family this morning? Would you simply just pray sincerely, humbly, silently in your heart? Father God, I want Jesus to be my Savior. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins to you. I place my trust in you to forgive all my sins. Accept me, Lord Jesus, into your family. Come into my life right here, right now. I want to be your child. I want to live with you in heaven. And as best as I know how, I will follow you. Father, it thrills my heart that when any one of us prays that and we place our belief and our trust in you, your word says that we will be saved from the punishment that our sins deserve. And instead, we get to live in your house, your family, with you in heaven for all eternity. Lord, we thank you for that amazing gift of grace. Thank you. It's in your name we pray. And all of God's people said...